Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Labor Pains Podcast brought to you by Women Connect and Support. I'm your host, Teresa Reiniger. This podcast is a place where I help women and men that are struggling with infertility or loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy. We do that by sharing stories of others that have already walked that journey, that have experienced those struggles of infertility, that have lost a child during pregnancy or infancy. And we talk also about the grief that goes along with those journeys. We also have occasionally some experts on to help answer questions for those that are struggling with infertility, for those that have had loss. Today's guests, Barb and Jim, oh my goodness, such huge hearts. You will enjoy this episode. This is a couple that has struggled with infertility and they'll share their story. But this is a very unique couple that ministers to others that struggle with infertility and loss on a daily and weekly basis. So make sure you take some time and listen to the entire episode so they can give you so much, so, so many words of encouragement and advice to help you on your journey. Hello, Barb and Jim. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Thank you. How are you guys doing this morning? Are you you staying warm? It's cold winter here in St. Louis. It is for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Yeah, good, good. So I always start kind of the same, and I'd like you guys to take a minute and share with the audience who Barb and Jim are. Yes, yeah. Um, I was born and raised in Illinois, uh, met Barbara while we were, while I was in seminary and she was in nursing school in Texas, um, after seminary moved to Illinois, uh, 1977. We've been here ever since. Wow. So a lot colder here than in Texas. Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> most definitely. So, um, awesome. I'm used to it, though. I'm, I'm used to it now. So. Yes, yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm Barb. I did grow up in Houston and um, went to college in uh, Texas. And then, like you said, we met and married and then ended up here um, pastoring in southern Illinois. So, um, okay. um Currently, um, I'm a nurse. I graduated um, with a BSN, and I've practiced nursing um, our my entire uh, our entire married life, I think, mm-hmm. and um, still practice. I'm a uh, labor. I'm sorry, mother baby nurse. Um, so mother baby care, and I also do bereavement care. Uh, for parents who experience pregnancy loss, and okay. I've been leading, I've been leading our program at our hospital for about seven years, almost seven years. Wow! And I, uh, I pastored uh, while I was in college, uh, beginning in 
uh, about 1972, have uh, pastored full-time until uh, 2010, Mm -hmm. and then left uh, my pastorate, the pastorate, and became chaplain at a hospital full-time and have now completed uh, 10 years at the hospital. Wow. I I respond to all the difficult situations in the hospital, to death, to uh, all loss of all ages. Um, it's a especially with COVID, it has become a very, a, a very trying place um, mm. with all that goes along with loss. Yeah, I could only imagine, especially with the families not being able to be with those right those patients. Right. That's got to be really difficult um, on the, on them, obviously, and and right. changing how you uh, minister to them. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's that's very true. Very bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully that will change here in the next couple months. Uh, I hope. I do too. We just keep praying for that, right? Yes, right. So you guys did not mention, but I know that you are both parents. That you yes, have some are. children. <laughs> so tell us, because of the, what what the podcast does here, you know what we're all about. Tell us about your journey uh, to have a family. Okay. We we began the to realize that the pregnancy was not happening. Um, we then began the process of infertility testing. Um, that was not going any place. Mm. Um, we continued that journey um, for about, what, five years? Oh, yeah, and... A uh, door opened up uh, for us to have possibility of an adoption, and uh, we we moved forward with that. So in 1982, uh, we adopted our first child, a son. Okay. He was a baby. We got him as a newborn. Okay, and, and that's um, not that's not always um, the case with adoption. So that's great. that's great that you got him as an infant. Right, right. Um, I'll back up a little bit because um, you know the journey through all the infertility. First of all, when you realize you know you're trying to have a baby and it's not happening, there's mm-hmm. many ups and downs with that, um, and then the infertility. And of course, we're talking back in the late 70s, the things available for people today for um, for the problem of infertility is much broader and more comprehensive than what we had, and the cost so prohibitive back then, which it still is, but people have, most, some people have the benefit of insurance help. So way different back then, and... Um, I, you know, there, there's just a lot of ups and downs, and there were for both of us, um, yeah. you know, um, 
wanting, um, not happening, seeing other people easily getting pregnant, um, why can't it be us, um, lots of questions, why, why us, why not us, you know, why can't this be for us, and um, so it's, it's an emotional journey. Um, well, it's interesting that you say that, and I, I'm just curious, with um, all of your uh, knowledge and faith, especially, you know, being a pastor, it, that had to really kind of um, be difficult on your faith. Like, yeah, like God, why? You know? Oh, ab- absolutely, you know. But also, well, I'm just going to answer for me. Jim, you need to chime in. But Mm -hmm. um, I did know that God had a plan for us. And that doesn't mean that I got there immediately. But I kept, I did try to just keep trusting that he had a plan. And he, we didn't always know exactly what and how that would unfold. Um, But the decision to move forward with adoption, Jim got there way faster than I did. Mm. And, um, and we made some initial steps realizing how long the adoption process usually takes. Um, but always still kind of hoping that, you know, we would have a pregnancy of our own. So, um, then, once we made, once we had our son, um, we had been paid a dollar for every time that we heard, well, now you can relax and you'll have your own baby. Um, You'd be very wealthy now. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Right. That would be extremely wealthy at this point in time. But knowing that that it was not happening and looking around at people who could, you know, get pregnant just so quickly and mm-hmm. trying to understand why, you know, that was not happening for us. And yet on the other side of it, uh, especially at that time, but, you know, since then to be able to look back and, and see that both of our children, both adopted are, as part of our natural order as anything we could have ever done uh, as uh, as a mom and a dad, as a husband and wife. Um, it, it just was a, it, for me, it's been a amazing reality of how God works through our lives to bring two awesome kids in, in, into our, into our lives, both of them very mm-hmm. much. I, we think uh, God's act in our in our lives and in their lives. And I've I've witnessed very very many births of babies, and it's a miracle every time. But the miracle of for us uh, of children being placed in our arms and and God trusting us with their lives yeah um there's nothing like it and we had very little notice for both of them like just a few days right Mm. um, so but 
especially with Jeff, we knew we were in a position, he was a private adoption, and he was through an agency with which we had registered. So very different um, different ways that we, we were able to uh, adopt them. But with Jeff, we kind of knew that he was coming. So you do start to grow your love. And Amy, mm-hmm. Amy came into our lives at a time where, I mean, she was, um, we were losing my mom. And so for her to be born at that time was such um, a joy when there was also so much heartache. Barbara was in Houston with her mom and dad. And um, I, the church where I was pastoring, had gotten there for an evening service and the phone rang and it was our agency and the person said um, we have a baby available for you if you want to adopt girl she's uh, in a NICU and um, and well, so, and well. well yeah and so through the night talked times with Barbara and she talked with her mom and dad and her mom said to her that you know if we had a pregnancy that we wouldn't stop that pregnancy because her mom was dying Mm -hmm. and um, so we proceeded with with the adoption and um, I we agreed to it over the telephone i jokingly say this is the first child that we ever know knew that uh, birth was done through the telephone and, <laughs> uh, so it, it was you know it was just uh, an amazing experience um, Barbara flew home uh, we had a couple of days um, with Amy uh, to get port arrangements and everything made um, they Flew back to Houston on a Saturday night. Uh, she took her to her mom. Uh, her mom got to hold her and died uh, two days later. So we just, you know, see timing uh, with both of them as as certainly not an accident. That's why we believe that our two kids are, are God's gift to us. Absolutely, they are, you know, and like you said, you knew, Barb, that it was, it was, God always had a plan, and he always does have a plan, but there are times that it's very difficult to understand that plan while you're going through all of those, those struggles, so, but for the listeners, just, you know, to know that, um, yeah, just keep your mind open because and aware that God's plan is there, you know, yeah. even through those most difficult times. One of the one of the things that has been a hallmark of our lives and my ministry has been a passage out of Second Corinthians that says the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our trials so that we in turn are able to comfort others with the comfort we have received from God. And it it became amazing um, in the time of infertility, how many people we were able to 
share our story and to give them encouragement and support uh, with people who adopted um, to do that. Um, I, not often, but I've had an opportunity in my pastoral career to talk to birth mothers and thank them specifically for giving a child to someone who couldn't have a child. So it's, you know, it it is for us has been a journey to, to see and know and experience the grace and mercy and the goodness of God. And um, like I said, we have two awesome kids and love them very, very much. You know, in the whole, the years that we were struggling, your goal becomes getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And every month you're focused, am I going to get pregnant? Am I going to get pregnant? And the goal is the pregnancy. When in fact, the goal is really a baby. And when you realize that there are many other avenues to be a parent, um, and there's a lot of need out there, mm-hmm. uh, that it, it helps to open your mind a little bit. Um, I know one mom in she struggled with a couple of losses and knew that she was probably never going to be able to conceive and now is a, a foster mother and is an amazing foster parent and getting so much joy but also giving so much. Yeah. And um, so, but it takes you a while to get there. <laughs> That's not an overnight um you know, and as a, as a woman, I still, I would still wonder what would it be like to be pregnant? What's it like to feel the baby? What's it like to give birth? And that is just something that I'm never going to experience. Um, and I, I can't help the feelings, uh, but it doesn't mean that I'm not so grateful for the journey that we've had and um, how God gave to us. So it, it, it's both, you know. I guess it's always going to be both. Um, the work that I do with parents through the, the SHARE program in bereavement, many, many couples who have experienced pregnancy loss have also experienced infertility. Yes. And it is one way that I can relate um, personally to their, to their journey um, because I haven't had the loss of a pregnancy, which um, – you know, I know that you really don't know until that has happened to you. But infertility is one thing that I, you know, we do know. We do understand. Mm-hmm. And with with the support group that we have led over the years, um, when we talk about a loss, a fetal loss, um, we I am very willing to point out the fact that They've had their kind of loss, which is horrible, mm-hmm. and infertility and the not being able to even get pregnant is, is, is its own form of loss and has its own level of pain and hurt uh, that go lo- goes along with it. Absolutely. There's a huge amount of loss and grief that goes with infertility. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. 
So just backtracking a little bit, did you ever, did they ever figure out why, you know, and like you said, it was years ago and things were different then, but they, did they ever determine why you could never become pregnant? Um, I did travel to Houston and saw a specialist down there and ended up having surgery, which he told the result with that was that, yes, you have endometriosis. And they, you know, took care of that as best they could at that surgery. To my knowledge, I never had endometriosis again, which now I know is pretty unusual. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions as to whether that really was true. Okay. Um, And, but let me, I will say, I know that my mother um, was given a drug when she was pregnant with me that uh, they now know causes um, some cervical changes and can cause abnormal pap smears and things like that. And actually, I had that one time but never had it again. Um, but, but the medicine also causes can cause infertility. Right. Uh, so if I, and I really kind of think that that, Probably it's what it is, but we never, I don't think we were ever really told that. No. Yeah. And I, I was tested a couple of times and probably low counts on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we, you know, we tried to do medicine and, um, you know, the taking of temperatures and, um, it just uh, it just created an environment that had uh, a lot of a lot of stress with it. Um, the old Mary Tyler Moore show did a episode where Ted, the weatherman, and his wife were not getting pregnant, and so they went by uh, their apartment one day, and she comes to the door with a thermometer in her mouth. <laughs> And uh, waiting to see if she was ovulating by her body temperature. And to be able to identify with that and to realize, you know, it, it, just, it just created an enormous amount of stress uh, trying to figure out how, why, when, where. Uh, it, was, it, it, it was very painful, very mm-hmm. painful. Yeah. Yeah, and a little side, Teresa, because now today, so many parents who have had infertility have to go through so much mm-hmm. to be able to have a pregnancy, and it's successful, and, it, and everything works like it's supposed to, but costly shots every month, you know, maybe painful procedures, I mean... It's not an easy journey even then, but it's, I guess it's all, the result is good because you do, you are able to have, to have a pregnancy and have your baby. So, you know, but there's a price to pay for it. In, Absolutely. In, you know, so. The price as far as dollars and just like you're indicating and Jim said, you know, the cost sometimes of your intimacy in your marriage I mean sometimes it doesn't end up as well because there is such stress 
um, right. on the marriage. Um, that's hard, right. you know, and, and I think right. any couple that goes through infertility or infertility and loss, um, there is so much put on that relationship um, that, that that married couples or just partners have to really be open to each other um, and and have great conversation for that to not end poorly. Right. Right. And then to a lot of people who, who do, uh, who are, who are having difficulties in getting pregnant and then go through all the steps that they can now and still lose the baby. Mm -hmm. uh, They're just, there is such great pain when, when that happens, um, as, as a hospital chaplain who sees lots of, uh, lots of people who have lost. And, um, one of the things that I'm not super quick to talk about is, is the person or the couple's anger at God, because what is God's gracious act of a pregnancy um, if, if that is the good God, then why didn't he fix all my troubles or all our troubles? Right. Um, and so it, it takes a long time to be able to process the different emotions and feelings that go along with, with infertility and then loss. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the blame. Oh, my gosh. Right. It's very easy to happen. Yes. Very easy to happen. Blame on ourselves, the doctors, God. Uh, I mean, it's just everywhere. <laughs> Definitely. Well, and you you ask your questions, how can a 15, 16, 17-year-old um, go out and have sex one night and end up pregnant and you do everything right? You try every way. You do all the things that medicine tells you to do, and nothing happens. And it, you know, for me, one of the things that I realized is that that pregnancy is such a miraculous work that you know it it's, it, it is it's a miracle, and sometimes that miracle rests. And you sometimes it you never experience it. Yes, absolutely. It definitely miracles for sure. You know, and anyone yeah. that has listened to any of our episodes and stuff know that. And and listening to you both know that. Um, yeah, everything has to be just perfect for that um, that miracle, that pregnancy to happen, and for right. it to go. You know and. In an episode, um, gosh, it's probably been a month or so ago, uh, the woman said, you know, it's not normal to have a healthy 40-week pregnancy. Right. That's not the norm, you know, anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. That is not the norm. So, Yeah. I was, yeah, I was with a family this week and had a loss, full-term loss. And, mm. you know, the baby was 
that was just beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I look at the baby and think, you know, conception and all those things, what a miracle. But then you realize that throughout the pregnancy, you know, really bad things are happening. And then you look at the baby that's delivered and the baby is perfect outwardly in every way. And it, it, it just, um, at times it's just mind boggling that, you know, that you can go through all of the journey of pregnancy and end up with not having a baby. And, yeah. Makes it very tough. Yeah. All of those situations are just so hard. That, to me, and I have not experienced that, but definitely has to be one of the top, the, of the hardest. Right. Right. And I love that you guys as a couple, what you're doing to support so many families. You know, you, it, I'm just at all you know, of what you guys do, what you have um, experienced through your whole careers and that you can still continue to minister and help um, those families. Well, thank you for that. There is a, there's a very, it's so hard to, to say it, but when you can help people who are hurting so desperately to give them some tiny piece of hope in some way, um, then there is there is a great um, I hate to use the word joy, but a satisfaction in that. Uh, you know, but also the the blessing of getting to see people hurting so bad, and then having the joy of a baby that they do receive. Um, there's nothing better, you know, Mm -hmm. to see them come full circle. So I feel very blessed to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I would think it's it's very um, joyful to see, I mean, the end result, you know, the the whole process and how people have had their journeys. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, And just the same as you guys your journey. Wow. You know, you, you endured a lot of infertility, a lot of years and surgeries and procedures. And, but then at the end, you know, to just be open to the end result, you know, like you said, to have a child um, and for that to, to come to you and, and sounds like such a miraculous way. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, feel very blessed, Teresa, because Jim was my encourager, mm-hmm. and he was so supportive through all of the ups and downs, and um, we we have truly been blessed. We truly have. And, and we, have, we have, uh, will be a year in March, had for the first time um we have our first grandchild last March and to, to watch our son with his baby. um, It is just, you know, it is, it is just really, 
people enjoy it. Yeah, it is, it is amazing. I, one of our visits with them, I hugged his neck on the way out and, you know, said, you're such a great daddy. And he said, had, you know, had, I had good, good training. And, uh, you know, that you, you realize that, that it's being an adoptive parent is not always an easy journey, but, um, you know, we, we are so richly blessed in our two children, um, that, you know, there's a side of me that, that says that, that not having our own was not bad. We, we just have two wonderfully beautiful, special kids and, um, you know, our life is very rich because of them. Absolutely. And I loved what you said about what your mom said, you know, that you wouldn't have stopped right. um, going through that process if you had been pregnant and right. go ahead. Oh, my gosh. That was that, – that touched my heart. I mean, that was so kind of her, you know. It, it was. It and, um, yeah, they – um, you know, it's a journey for grandparents too. Oh yeah, I know that my. I think my dad was a little slow to come around. You know, I. Um, but you know, didn't take long for him to fall in love either with, <laughs> his, with his grandkids. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember um, the day we brought Jeff home from the hospital. We went to my parents' house, and my dad came home once we got there, and, uh, you know, he just, he sat on the sofa with Jeff lying on the sofa and just rubbed his belly and coochie-cooed with him, and, um, you know, they were never there with my parents having, at that time, uh, four other grandkids, um, our Jeff was was never ever ever left behind in love from from our parents. He, he, really, from either one of them. Um, oh yeah. yeah. They were as much their grandchildren as those that were born naturally, and okay. that was that was awesome. That probably helped you guys a lot to see that, you know. Oh yeah. Reassuring. Yeah. Well, they were pretty cute babies, so it wasn't hard to love them. <laughs> beautiful all, babies. Uh, babies. All babies are beautiful in, in one yes, way or another. <laughs> awesome. So you guys have given so much advice and so much encouragement already to the listeners. I picked up some several nuggets there. But I'd love for both of you, if, if you're willing, to give just words, summing up those words of encouragement and advice for the listeners that are maybe struggling with infertility, you know, lost. You guys, you guys didn't have that loss, but in a way you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, you know, like you, even you said, like keeping your mind open, but kind of sum that up if you would for us. I'll go first. 
I think uh, I, I think that you have to walk the journey, and you have to to be able. Um, when I found out that our infertility could be my problem, um, I remember calling a a lay person in the church and. Uh, he came by and picked me up, and we started driving, and I started crying, and that's probably the first time he ever saw another adult male cry. But, um, you know, I, we were blessed to have people that walked alongside of us. That was an awesome blessing. We also were blessed to be able to to be open, not only – within ourselves, but with each other and open um, to others uh, to, to be able to talk about the stresses that we were in um, so that when you're walking this journey and you're hurting deep inside of yourself, um, there, is, there is blessing in other people mm. that truly can share your hurt and struggles with, with your loss. Yeah. I, I encourage parents who have lost their babies to find their voice and to talk about their their babies and talk about their story and share their journey. And, and it would be the same with this because sometimes people feel embarrassed, you know, why, you know, that they can't have a, a, a baby, can't get pregnant. But it happens, and it happens more than we realize. So the more you talk about it, the more awareness there is. Um, so it's very much the same as with, with a pregnancy loss. But my encouragement would be don't give up. You know, take advantage of all the medical help that you have um, that's out there. But by the same token, keep your heart and mind open to other ways to have a baby. Um, and because they're good. And there's, there are children who need loving homes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, kind of it's, it's, don't, don't give up. Don't give up. Wow. I love that. You guys are amazing. Yeah. So seeking that support, being open, finding your voice, you know, and, and being open to whatever really God's plan is, you know, but don't give up on that. Don't give up on that plan. Don't give up on your plan to have a family. Right. To love. Right. That's awesome. Well, I, I, was, wanna... um, I was in Chicago at one of my son's, our son's places in businesses that he has. And um, this guy kept asking me about Jeff and um, how you know, when was Jeff born? And I finally, I, I told him that Jeff is our adopted son. And um, he, he, he started going, you Joseph, you Joseph, you Joseph, Joseph took Jesus. And I, I never thought about it in, in that context that, any time in the journey, but 
Um, that was just an interesting perspective that, you know, that, that he shared. And, mm-hmm. and that there is a blessing. It, 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 there's nothing in our mind. There was a great blessing in, in adoption. There was a time, especially when our children were younger, that some birth moms were able to go back and take their child back. Ooh, and yeah. Those were tough. Those were tough times. And um, you know, I remember we talked about it. And I said, God gave us these two, and we'll do the best with them we can for as long as we have them. But that was, you know, that was, uh, it was always in the back of your mind. How, how do you, how do you deal with all the different aspects and um, openness and trust and faith Faith is very important. Yeah. Yeah, That, that might be another uh, podcast episode that we talk about. Yeah. Really those, stresses that go along with that and and I would think even at some point in adoptive children's life that they want to know why like why did my parents you know why did my mom you know all of that is going to be and and it's hard on on those that adopted to help them through that that's had I'm sure was some difficult times um stressful times for both of you Right. You know, to worry about, you know, if if they were going to be taken back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you can't help but think about it. You know. Sure. Sure. Well, I just want to, unless you guys have something else to share. Um, no. I don't we, think so. Teresa. Okay. All right. Well, then I would like to just conclude by thanking you guys so much for sharing all of the information that you shared. I think it's going to be so beneficial for the listeners. Um, just so many words of advice and encouragement and just um, good information for our listeners. Um and I and I'll say it again. You guys just really warm my heart that how passionate you are and continue to um, help so many families. I love that. So thank you again both so much for being thank on you. today. Yeah, thanks thank for you. having us. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Barb and Jim, for coming on today to share from your heart, to share your story, to share your journey with us. I very much appreciate you both. And I am sure you have encouraged so many of the listeners that are feeling very alone on their journey and have given them some hope to continue. I so much appreciate you all. And I wanted to mention this, Barb was mentioned that she is part of the SHARE organization at her local hospital. And if you want to hear more about that organization and what Barb does, she was on a previous episode, and that was episode eight, if you'd like to hear more about that. So thank you so much, listeners, for listening today. I'm sure that you have gotten some great advice and some encouragement So I ask that you would write a review. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 
And as always, the most important thing is for you to share this episode with that co-worker, that family member, that friend that you thought of as you were listening today. They will appreciate you sharing this with them so that they don't feel quite as alone as they're struggling with infertility or loss. So if you need to connect with me, you can do that via email at Teresa, and that's T-E-R-E-S-A, at womenconnect2019 at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me via Facebook uh, through Women Connect and Support. And if you missed a day of that, it'll be in the show notes, so you can grab it there. So if you have a story, if you've had struggle or loss, and you'd like to share your story here on the podcast, reach out to me. I would love to hear your story. Or if you just need a friend to share your story with and to talk to, to connect and get some support, I'm here for you. So reach out to me. We know that sharing our stories are so powerful and they will always inspire others. So continue to share your story to help others.